Well, hello everybody. I'm Dell Shores. I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Hi, Dell Shores. Hello, Emerson Collins. You look so dapper today. I know. False, falseness alert. Falseness alert, everyone. Uh, Dell and I, well, we're going to tell this story. You know, we're very excited. We're nominated for six LA Stage Alliance Ovation Awards for his play, This Side of Crazy, but they're doing the award ceremony virtual. So if you're nominated for an award, they ask you to make an acceptance video and then it'll be a surprise who won by which video they play. But it means if you don't win, you spend a lot of work making a video no one's ever gonna see. If you don't win, it's sort of pathetic. Wait, That's if we don't win, we will play the video we just shot on this show. Yes, okay, agreed, agreed. I think we have to record individual ones too for nominating. Oh, I'm not nominated as an individual, so I don't care about that. Oh, you don't get it, as a, it's like my line. It's like Leslie Jordan reading the script. My line, my line. My line, my line, my line. So that's why I'm actually in half of a very nice outfit today. I still got on those jeans. And but I was, I was, let's be clear. Was. Well, Dell said he was going to wear a tux and I was like, fine, I'll put on a tie with my short sleeve. But I wore a suit. He did. Of, it was I very did, nice. But I did have warm-ups uh, below in no underwear. I just want people to know. That is an important detail some people will want to imagine. What we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. We've got a jam-packed show, Golden Globes, CPAC, KFC with a bucket of bigotry, black LGBTQ resolution, One Million Moms, Mad Again, Kelly Loeffler, the Fairness for All Act, spoiler, it's not, a homo sapiens defense, Secretary Mayor Pete Viking, and a to trim or not to trim the pubes discussion we want your input on. Oh, it's a big discussion, y'all. It is such important social issues with this trim or not to trim the pubes. I am very excited about that. So yes. I don't want people to get riled up about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I do. I want y'all to get passionate in the comments. Um, hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. How are you? <laughs> did everybody have a good weekend? I did a thing this weekend that I didn't tell you about, so it would be spontaneous right this very oh, second. On okay, the let me let me act, let me get my my big shocking face ready. Well, no, just be authentic, just be truthful. I can't. I know it's hard. <laughs> I've forgotten how. Uh, so on Sunday, continuing our like do adventures that don't involve people, we drove up the Central Coast, enjoying the view. And then on the way back, we listened to Dreamgirls the Musical performed live on the Clubhouse app, starring Alex Newell as Effie White. Shut up. Okay. I, that that had to really be amazing. I don't like my mind boggled at how they did it. For those of you who aren't familiar, Clubhouse is a newer-ish app and it's audio only. So you can start a room and you can have people join the stage but you're just using the mic on your phone. I like it because you don't have to get dressed or look cute, but they produced fully the Dreamgirls musical. They rewrote the film with three narrators and had the people sing all the roles all into their phones. It was crazy impressive. And Alex Newell's Effie White was our soundtrack to driving back to LA. That's amazing. Well, Mike said they was like, you've got to put him in the revival. I mean, come on. In that theme, the other day I had uh, dinner with my daughters. Caroline got to come down from San Francisco and we have like 
certain movies that we that mean a lot to us that we all watch together. And so I made a list of them and then we put our first, second and third choices and we watched Chicago. And and the girls pointed out to me that I showed it to them when they were nine and uh, uh, 12 and there was murder and sex. And I was going, was I a bad dad? Um, I they mean, okay. they didn't murder anybody. They so. both are just fine. Yes. Also, when did you start watching Sex in the City with them? Wasn't it about the around same? same time? Right. Around the same time. So I, I, it was their sex education. <laughs> I, I have said once or seven times before, exposing young people to the interesting varietals of sexual experience at an earlier age makes far more sense to me than letting them see people get murdered all willy-nilly. That's what I, you know, I said it too, Emerson. I don't ever understand how people are so judgmental and they go, well, but yeah, but let's watch Rambo. Uh, uh, you know, no, uh, 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 not Cabaret. Uh-uh. Uh yes. uh, and of course, the other big thing, Sunday night was the Golden Globes. Did y'all watch? Did you enjoy? Were you happy? Share your thoughts. Um, I was happy-ish. I'm glad they had it. Uh, there were some like shocking ones, but, uh, you know, but, uh, I was like, okay, okay. I, I, I enjoyed it. A lot of the movies and the series that I loved won. So. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was met at best. That, that, you just, the way you, you just described the Golden Globes as like people talk about, you can be overwhelmed or underwhelmed. It sounds like you were just well. I was like, I'm right yeah. in the middle, whelmed. <laughs> I missed, I miss it live. I miss people just stumbling up after getting drunk and saying really awful speeches. And um, I don't it know. It's interesting. I actually, I didn't watch it Sunday night. I honestly thought I'm not in this place. Like I've, I'm not watching, I haven't watched almost any of the dramas. Um, and so, but we actually did watch through most of it last night. And I enjoyed it far more than I expected to. Because of that, I love. I thought there were some moments that were authentic and genuine out of the like Zoom calls of it all that aren't in the room. For and the four, I guess my perfect example is Jodie Foster's genuine surprise in her pajamas with her wife and her dog. But like that woman's had such an interesting journey through public life, you know, and been guarded as a result of things that really make sense. I felt like we saw a version of Jodie Foster we've never seen before because she in her own space and kissing her wife on screen, you know, after people giving her crap and all of that. I found that to be delightfully intimate in a way that you don't get when it's just Jack Nicholson and his sunglasses in the front row. And I also enjoyed the fact that they they um they had uh, that her dog's scarf matched her pajamas. That yes. was impressive to me. Absolutely. And I loved, love, it's to Amy, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were exactly the right people. You know, they do the thing that I think Nicole Byer does this when she hosts stuff where they like, yes, it's serious. Also, it's not because we're famous people giving each other trophies. Like, yeah, they struck the exact right tone of like, yes, this is all silly, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, and I, the, the, the moments I loved the most, the most, uh, Andra Day, Winning for Billie Holiday, which we just watched on Friday, finally. Uh, the depth of honesty in that performance, and then also her genuine shock and surprise, and seeing like Regina King being so happy for her. I like the little like mishmash of the the awards groups were clearly able to talk to each other in between. Like it seemed like their Zooms were grouped by category. 
and they were oh. all just hanging out. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I like when Don Cheadle did the, come on, wrap it up, wrap it wrap up. Wrap it up, Jason. <laughs> the weed is hit and I don't know if you're going to get there and we got to move on. But, but some favorites that we, uh, that I, I love, you know, you, you know, I binged the crown all four seasons oh. recently. So, uh, seeing Emma Corrin and uh, Jillian Anderson and Josh O'Connor. Okay. And I have a confession to make. I just realized when I see Jillian Anderson, that it's the same one from the X-Files and I'm like, whoa. It's just all coming together. I, I never, I thought it was like a different one. I don't know. I just uh -huh. didn't. I, that was such a transformation in character. Yes. That, and, and of course we all love Ships Creek and Catherine O'Hara winning. And, and with her it, own playoff music, like in the room with her. Right. And, I liked uh, Dan Levy very smartly and graciously calling out the diversity. Um, I liked Amy, Amy, Amy and Tina addressing at the beginning that in the 87 members, there are no black people in the foreign press. And um, then they, you know, they did, they did come out some of the foreign press and said that they were committed to adding um, black members. I mean, they got really called out on that. Yeah. Um, um, and then, all right, let's see what some of y'all said. Kevin said, did not enjoy very heavy handed and some bad comedy. John, the bronze globes. Jane, welcome, Jane. Love Andrew Day winning for Billie Holiday. Can enjoyed. Haven't seen most of the stuff. Some of the acceptance pieces were amazing, and I know somebody down here said it. Jane Fonda looked flawless, and I will say Jane Fonda's speech about the importance and impact of art like made me want to go out and make something tomorrow. Just the genuine commentary on how art can be at the forefront of changing minds and looking at a career where she has done that, where she's spoken out uncomfortably and often on behalf of our community, on so many others. I mean, I was like, I felt convicted. I felt the need to tithe. I felt the need to like do more all through the course of that one speech. And her in her, in her 80s looking like that. I was just, I just could not get over the clips they put together for her. That yes. what a career. That is crazy, crazy yes. career. Um, Jake uh, was bored, <laughs> left 30 oh. minutes in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it more than I expected. Um, and then, of course, Chadwick Boseman's wife speaking on behalf of him uh, and the impact he had and would want to have, um, like the power of that, the ability to have that kind of grace under a, under an unfathomable emotional weight. Um, yeah. And two um, more, two more of my favorites. I yes. loved. Um, well, first of all, Queen's Gambit, which I absolutely adored. I loved the that. Uh, they just said how great of an experience it was working with her, what a yes. joy she was. And I love hearing that about actors. And then the other thing is I loved Mark Ruffalo's speech. I, and, but more than that, I loved his, his family. Just, you don't get to see that at the awards. Just yes. we're so excited for their daddy and going and hugging. And, yes. and, just and one of the writer's kids was running in. There was an authenticity to that of like people in their real spaces and the comfort of actors who aren't necessarily comfortable on those big stages. Anya Taylor-Joy's set, yeah. like her crown, that hair, like the plan for the backlighting and the spotlighting, I was like, ma'am, set up a shot. Yeah, uh, she sure did. 
That yeah. and then Jason Sudeikis in his sweatshirt. I thought there was something really fun and authentic of like, join us however you are, right? Like at whatever level makes you happy. And stoned out of his mind, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, if that I- seemed, That seems like a safe, a safe assumption. He did have a vape pen. And then of course we had No Man Land, which I, I love that movie so much. And it was really wonderful that- uh, uh, Chloe Zhao and her- yeah. pigtails looking like she was at some production office somewhere on her next movie. And you could just see that a set run by a woman that radiates that way as the first woman of color to ever win the director award. Um, I was like, yeah, I would work for you. I can tell the kind of uh, world you create. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting and we'll have the Oscars, but I was kind of feeling like, I don't know if I'm gonna be in the mood for award season. It all seems so silly. And then I really, really enjoyed it. And then we taped our speech that we may not win today. So there. That's right. And then we went and taped a speech for an award that, that we may not win. Um, all right. Well, thanks for your thoughts. Moving on. You could not have missed that CPAC ended on Sunday night. It happened all last week. Before I do this, these low lights, so to speak, CPAC gets an outsized influence in our culture because it's a bunch of extremists that gather together. But some of the biggest names in extreme conservative politics showed up. And we want to address their points. Ted Cruz continued his stand-up comedy routine. You know, I, I keep threatening to do stand-up comedy at some point, and Blake gets terrified. He's like, I will not be there. <laughs> um, he said the the uh, the visceral uh, mortification on your behalf will not allow me to be in the audience. But if Ted Cruz can get up and make jokes, surely I could. He said- I, I'll be there. You know, in 2020, the New York Times reported that 60% of women named Karen voted for Joe Biden. That's actually real. That's what the New York Times reported. And I'm willing to believe that 80% of the men named Karen voted for Joe Biden. Transphobia, hilarious. He went on to say, we see leftists across the country shutting down churches. California, they've helpfully explained, you can go out and protest. You can French kiss the guy next to you yelling, abolish the police and no one will get infected. But if you go to church and say amazing grace, everyone's going to die. Homophobia, just as cute. Whenever uh, someone like Ted Cruz says amazing grace now, I hear amazing race and I think of white supremacy. Like the only race that they think's amazing. I just when I hear about Ted Cruz, I just think of fuck you. That's what yeah. I think those words. Um, but, it, wait, oh no, no, the compliment. Conservative people are crazy, CPAC, yes, Joe. But I am bringing it up because what, what Ted did there, right, using trans people as a punching bag, and then Trump coming out on Sunday night full of transphobia talking about a lot of new records are being broken in women's sports. Hates to say that, ladies, but you've got a lot of records that are being shattered. For years, the weightlifting, every ounce is like a big deal. For many years, all of a sudden, someone comes along and beats it by 100 pounds. That's not true, and that's not happening. Trans people in sports are not breaking records willy-nilly left and right. That's not even factually accurate, much less separate from the like medical issues of people that have been on hormones for a number of years. Like Just falsehoods to use trans people as a punching bag, and it ties to the legislation we're chasing, which ties to the Equality Act that they're opposing. All of these things go together. That's why even the jokes matter. And then have you ever heard of this person I'm gonna introduce you to right now, uh, Scott Pressler. I have. Uh, he's interesting because he's one, He's a big gay for Trumper, but he's not in like the Brandon Straka category 
Uh, let's see, where did I put his picture? Uh, I'm gonna find his picture. He's not in the Brandon Straka category where he's mostly online, just like trolling people and like making money. This man really, really, really went out and drove across the country signing up conservative voters in battleground states. Like he really did the work of being actual conservative and he is a big gay for Trump. This is Scott. But at CPAC, he was given the Ronald Reagan Freedom Award presented to people who have made monumental and lasting contributions to the cause of freedom worldwide. Presser called that resurrection the insurrection at the US Capitol earlier this year, the largest civil rights protest in American history. The irony of this homosexual for Trump being given an award for Ronald Reagan, who refused to acknowledge the AIDS crisis that was killing disproportionately a vast number of gay men should not be lost on conservative homosexuals. But he's actually more dangerous than the Brandon Straka type because he really went out and did the actual work that matters, registering voters, educating people on how and where to vote. Like that's actually the worst, that's actually worse than people being mad on Twitter. So I have I will say something nice about him. Uh -huh. Very nice cheekbones. Yes. And great hair. I mean, my Jesus hair didn't ever get that long. No. Um, but like most of them at the crack said top is the Rob, I am not sure what you were trying to say there. Try again. Ted Cruz is running against Donald Trump and Jim Jordan for America's biggest liar. Yes. And we, you know, we we we, we don't want to give air to nonsense, but these are people fighting for control of the next round of the Republican Party and that they are making trans people a flashpoint again is important to all of us who want to be good allies to support them. That's the real reason I bring it up. Shall I talk about it even though I'm not going to play the video? And then there was that poor girl who sang the national anthem. Poor. If y'all didn't see it, I don't know if she's over 18, so I don't want to play the video because I don't want to bring hate to a child. But if you're in for a, a, I don't know, what would you call it, a treat? Well, a girl got up and the <laughs> murdered the national anthem. It, a treat? It was like, you know, it's almost like getting a root canal. It was <laughs> but in your ears, your ear canal. It was like watching the old school American Idol when someone came in and just uh, just flipped keys right and left. And but the commitment was there, which made it hysterical. And honestly, impressive, y'all. I don't. She managed to find four different keys, and one that I don't think is even a real one. And then she held that note at the end. Oh, that bad I note! Me. I got there, and then there, they applauded. There is nothing worse. It reminded me years and years ago. At um at the Sort of Lives rap party, Ronnie Claire Edwards <laughs> said, said someone was singing karaoke and she did like this. She goes, Ooh, I can take flat, but I cannot take sharp. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Bill said it was like when Roseanne sang it. Yes, oh. if you sang in quotation marks. Yes. So oh, all right. Y'all, y'all Google it. We we decided not to play it. Um, but um Richard Grinnell, who we hate. Uh, loves to complain. The left doesn't see how accepting Republicans uh, are of LGBTQ people. So he tweeted this. He goes, sharing some truth from CPAC 
that DC reporters won't acknowledge with a post from Gina Roberts, a trans woman who said CPAC 2021 was an incredible, accepting and wonderful experience for this transgender Republican woman. I worked the log cabins Republican booth and received nothing but respectful questions about things in the news about transgender people, much better and easy to get along with uh, any crowd from a pride festival I was involved at. Then conservatives, <laughs> went after Richard Goodell just to <laughs> eviscerate his point. Uh -huh. <laughs> Failed Texan candidate Joshua Foxworth tweeted back, I don't want this in my party. This is insanity and against everything that I stand for and against Christ. If you supported this, you are not conservative. And then Lauren uh, Witzke, a spokesperson for the Hold, uh, for Hold the Line Pack, founded after the Capitol rights said, we're celebrating mental illness now. Transgenderism is demonic. No matter how much money your donors give you to convince you it isn't. Oh, it just continues. Lord, Lord, it, Lord. It's just interesting. And it was amusing to me this time because Richard Grinnell is such a troll uh, that, you know, his, the tweets that almost kept him from being confirmed as ambassador being brought up again. Uh, and he tried to say, no, it's a big tent Republican party and Republican shirt came out and immediately said, no, it isn't. Well, that's, and, and, and what's really interesting to me also is I was going, well, at least they had a log cabins booth. They don't even allow a log cabins booth at the Texas. In Texas, uh -huh. they, they, uh -uh, those Texans, they said at the GOP uh, convention, they, they still have not had a log cabins booth to this day. Yeah. But it's like, oh, sir, it's like he's trying to convince us and he can't even convince them. It's like you can have a seat at the table, but it's got to be way far away. Way. I, I actually keep seeing that happen a lot. I saw somebody else today say, wait, do we have to approve of gay people and trans people in conservative? Because not in my party. Mm -mm. So like, Y'all keep telling yourselves that they want you while you eat the table scraps from the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I used to say the redheaded stepchild because that was, you know, a saying that we had. But then I realized it was not nice to redheaded redhead. I, so, I know. Gin, don't gingers go through enough? I mean, it's do. already the sunburns. They do. And and speaking of, I just want to give a big shout out to our friend Matt Hayes, a ginger. Happy oh, birthday, Matt. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Matt Hayes. I texted him earlier. I said, I'm sure glad you were born. Y'all are Matt. Yes, I'm glad your your folks had sex that that cold winter night. And y'all know how I feel about birthdays. It's like the participation trophy of life. Congratulations! Maybe. Then this whole trip around the moon, you the, the sun this year, you didn't die. Ooh. Good job! It's like you did the least, and we're gonna applaud you for it. Do you well, like everybody saying happy birthday to Matt. He won't watch this back. Let's be honest, but we'll tell him y'all said it. We will, we will let him know that he was mentioned on our show. That's like that thing when Dell will say, did you say on my Facebook page? And I always say no. I well, people say that to me too. I go, no, I'm real selfish. I am not. I will right, go. A quick, a quick fun update out of Virginia. Uh, we've talked about uh, trans rep Danica Rome in Virginia. Well, the Virginia legislature just passed both the House and the Senate a law to ban trans and gay panic defenses. She introduced it. Representation matters when you know somebody. They are also working on a proposed law to repeal the state's criminalization of transmission of HIV and end the crime of donating blood or body tissue while having HIV at B or C. Obviously, people do that 
when they don't know. And of course, the reason being that we've talked about many times, criminalizing HIV actually just leads to people not getting tested, to fear, to not being, to not learning about the medication, because undetectable means untransmissible. The more educated people are, the less risk there is for everyone. Uh, punishing people legally does not work. Yay. Yes. Good, good. On um, we have um, some um, bigotry, bigotry in a bucket. Uh-huh, an eight piece and some bigotry in that bucket. Yeah, so, so give me, give me, give me uh, four legs, two thighs and a little bigotry. So Joshua, on this, could you put my bigotry on the side? I want to drizzle it. <laughs> Joshua Garner and Lee Wa uh, Walls in Illinois were picking up a DoorDash delivery at KFC and they had this interaction. Y'all watch this. Um, I don't give a fuck about no video. This ain't the first time I've been I on video. You just cussed at me and you're working. Why? All Why? Right, you he... fucking queer. Why? All right, fat. What are you saying? What the fuck? fucking queer. Why? Oh, oh hell shit. no. Oh, hell no. Let's, uh-uh. You you know. So you just called me you a You just queer. called I someone a queer. queer. You're a fat ass, bitch. Okay. We're, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're, when they go low. Yeah, that's no. the thing, though. You can't do that. So I don't give a fuck. You can't do that. I don't give a fuck if y'all are gay or not. This motherfucker look queer, so you can get the fuck out of here. Man, You're gonna lose your job. I hope you know that. I, I'm give a fuck. I have this on video, and corporate's gonna see it. You fuck just hate the video, it. Fat. You're gonna, you're gonna be. Your this is going all over Facebook. All over. I mean, well, I mean, there was bigotry, and there was also, you know, that mask under the nose, and then. Uh, I don't need. I don't think they needed to say he was a fat ass. I I don't think that that was called for either. But it was awful. It was uh, you know the so it basically what happened. The end of the story is that they did call the police. They filed a report and they asked that he be fired. And he said, uh, Wall said, I have done two tours in Afghanistan and I have seen some crazy things, but never have I had it where I freeze up and I just, I just froze up. Uh, Garner said it was like a shot to the heart, like a bullet to the heart. It was like, we couldn't say anything. And the only person who could stick up with us and protect us was my little brother in the backseat. I think the little brother was the one who the one called, called him a fat ass. Um, so uh, KFC did fire the guy. So Act quickly and put out a good statement, but like I'm continue to be fascinated by people so proudly bigoted, right? When someone says, I am videotaping you and then you go there. I'm also confused by the grammar of the question. Like, why are you a fucking queer? Well, I like butt sex. I mean, you know, like what the why, like why? Well, like that's just an interesting choice of a question. Well, let's, let's be honest. He wasn't the sharpest tool at the KFC. In the shed, in the toolbox. Honey, he was barely like a blunt-ended stick, much less a hammer. The, but also, but and in seriousness, though, like here's two guys doing their job, working for DoorDash in a pandemic, you know, more risky than many jobs with the number of people and places you're encountering, and to show up and have that be the reaction of someone standing in a drive-thru surrounded by other employees. Well, I'm crazy. It, it, it's also interesting that, that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're working for DoorDash. So they're kind of your partners and, in, 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 in taking your food and delivering it that you work. It, it was, I, I mean, we don't know what proceeded. I don't know what happened before. That would have been interesting to see yeah. what, what sparked the ignited, what, yep. you know, what gas was flown on, thrown on that fire. I don't know. And I often feel that way about clips like what happened before, but like there's nothing that can be said or done that excuses like 
bigotry and slurs in the response, right? You know, if it had just been profanity and like personal insults, that's one thing. But when you cross the line into bigotry with that degree of aggression, sort of doesn't matter. It's kind of like when my my one of my cousins shot a policeman. And my aunt said, well, that policeman was harassing him for speeding all summer long. And I was like, like the, proportion, the proportionality might be off. That, that, that's his job. And also, does it warrant him going into his house at one in the morning with a gun and shooting him? He didn't yeah. die, by the way. He just, just winked. Winked I know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as we came to the end of Black History Month, obviously being anti-racist and... <laughs> Celebrating the accomplishments and contributions of Black people is not limited to the shortest month of the year. Uh, Barbara Lee, Senator, uh, Democrat, introduced a resolution that seeks to uplift the contributions of Black LGBTQ plus individuals, both past and present, as fearless trailblazers in American culture and society, specifically LGBTQ plus Black people. It lists 26 uh, leaders past and present, including civil rights activists Bayard Rustin, James Baldwin, Audre Lorde, Marsha P. Johnson, uh, Macy, Major Macy Griffin Gracie, Stormy DeLabry, Alvin Ailey, Barbara Jordan, lots of very important people from our community, both past and present. And she said, the accomplishments of Black LGBTQ plus citizens have often been downplayed or ignored while they face the compounding impacts of racism and anti-LGBTQ plus bias. This resolution is an important step in ensuring that their contributions are remembered and properly commemorated. We talk a lot about, you know, LGBTQ plus history isn't taught in schools, lots of black history and minority communities history isn't taught to the same degree in schools. And if you don't learn it in school, where do you learn it? You know, we have, I had to teach myself a lot of queer history um, and this kind of memorializing uh, makes sure that those people, their stories and contributions are known and remembered. Well, amen. Amen. Y'all, can you believe it? We have reached the halfway point of our show. Uh, Dell was in the silliest mood this morning, and it's delightful, and I'm choosing to be this afternoon as well. If you enjoy either the news or the nonsense, and hopefully boast that we do here, and you want to support us in a specifically financial way, because you're just rolling around on a pile of money and don't know what to do with it, you can send us a dollar, five, fifty, a thousand several thousand, a million. I just read today, Snapchat was giving people millions of dollars in December and January just for posting. And I thought, well, I missed out on that. You could help us that way here. You could send us a tip on Ben Moda at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. It's not expected or required, but it is greatly appreciated. Thank you to Leanne, who already contributed her 3209. Oh, thank you, Leanne. Thank you. That's going to go. You know what that's going to go toward? That's going to go towards my shoulder replacement surgery. I have a little bit of a copay. Um, um, to answer John's question, Marsh P. Johnson was there on the Stonewall night. So was Sylvia Rivera. Miss Major Griffin Gracie was there at some point. The exact order of the evening, people have said Martha arrived later. Sylvia said she didn't get there till later. Yes, but they were the point being they were all definitively involved in those early days and nights, and their contributions have not been acknowledged as much throughout history. So it's less important the specifics of who did exactly what first, but that they were certainly early leaders uh, in the fights for trans rights and for our community, and we celebrate and acknowledge them in that way, even though we don't really know exactly what happened that evening. That's not the important thing. It's that a lot of communities and people contributed 
to where we are today. And I know y'all been waiting and waiting and waiting because we promised this very important discussion on pubes trimming. Emerson, take it away. Um. Oh, Is I mean, it's you? supposed to be you, but I will do well, it. That's all right. It didn't say me, but I'll, I'll go. Michael Musto for Queerty did an interview with stylist and jewelry designer Christian, who posed a simple question to a Facebook group of young gay men. Oh, I mean, for gay men over 40, not specifically not young at, heart, young at heart. He said, how do you tactfully ask your new guy to trim his bush? Uh, so I want y'all to, um, you know, weigh in here. How do you tactfully tell your new guy to trim his bush? Uh, he said that he, this Southern gentleman in his sixties, they met on a dating site and uh, on their second date, he was just surprised that he had, he had a very full bush. Um, so he, <laughs> surprised. Well, Woo! You shouldn't gay gasp on a dick, you'll choke. He said, oh. <laughs> He was used That's to how you get to the base. <gasps> <gasps> I did not realize that we were going to have demonstrations along with this, but I'm so, sorry, keep going. Well, he said, you're right. Emerson. he said that when they had oral sex, it was a little hard for him to breathe, <laughs> to breathe at times. And he, you know, being sensitive, he did not want to hurt the, the, the his partner's feelings. So, because he said my body's not perfect, so he said he said it's top weight right now. So, but he got over uh, eleven hundred comments. Now, seventy percent were positive, saying, "Don't make it a big deal. Have fun with it. Maybe you could trim each other. Make it like foreplay." Um, about twenty percent. Don't even think about it. They said it's a bad idea. Bad idea. Then ten percent were just mad. You know, the, that's there's always those those queens that just oh so upset about this. Called him a nitpicker, uptied prude, a bitch. Uh, and then some. Well, it wasn't just the gay. Some fussy lady. Oh no, called him a fussy lady with uh, who nothing is ever good enough for. And then some even asked. Why do you want a bald pubic area? Are you into adolescence? Oh, come on. Like, yeah, what are you, Ed fucking Cruz? I mean, Jesus fucking God. So um, here's what I like the idea of, you know, doing it together. You know what? Let me just, let me just do that for you. I, I saw that episode of Sex in the City. Um, uh-uh. No, I'd no, be like, no, get the fuck out. No, I, I get it. I get it. I'll do it. I'd be way more terrified to let somebody else near my balls with a trimmer. That's Ooh. trust. That's the trust factor, Emerson. Yes, I do not have it. So today, because of this story, I realized, hmm, it's been a while since I've done anything. Now, now, now here's the deal. There's, who are you doing it for? For me, it, I mean, it's for what? Me? Uh, so hope in your heart, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to trim up. So I was a little late to our writing session today because I, 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 it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot more work down there than I thought it was going to be, but, uh, everything's framed really nicely now. Be like, you know, a picture needs a good frame, but if you overdo it, it overwhelms the picture. As Samantha taught us, honey, if you trim the trees, the forest looks, if you trim the forest, the tree looks bigger. Yes. Uh, so I'm just cannot imagine. A little bigger today. My tree's looking a little bigger. That 10% uh -huh. of people though, those like, does somebody ask a question and like the part of the internet where people assume 
so much about the other person that isn't said, that isn't commented, you know, where you hear it with like aggression, but like to get all the way from, do you want a clean workspace to you must be interested in teenagers or younger, like that leap says more about the commenter than the poster. Like that's a you problem. Yeah, that yeah. truly, truly. All right, let's get some of y'all's answers. Matt said, shave the pubes. I like a clean workspace. <laughs> I like Tommy, that. Townley said the exact same. I like a clean workspace. Brent, going wild. Cat, put on Sex in the City with Miranda in Mexico. John said he actually saw the post and it was entertaining to say the least. I just find it interesting where people feel aggressively passionate about something that has nothing to do with their own life. Oh, oh, I didn't know I was doing that. <laughs> uh, hey, Joseph said, I want, <laughs> Joseph said, show us the picture. He wants proof. Well, Mr. Duffy, I think you have my cell phone number. I just going to say, you do know how to find us. It's amazing how much our current LGBT situations has been impacted by PARs and other social gathering spaces. Uh, <laughs> Harry, you tell them a few seconds before they leave you for being an insert insensitive jerk. That's interesting that you go to that because he talked about that in the interview. He's like, this is not a deal breaker to me. So I feel like the swipeability of the internet has made, hey, you know, I, it might be great if you did this because he's not saving shave or wax it bald. You know, trimming is a very low impact maintenance activity. Saving is a significantly level higher. John, trim them for him. I just, y'all are so- Oh, that should be on Trim them for him. Uh, next new season on the Nick. Exactly. That's always, you know, the first time I will say, the first time I'd shaved my actual balls, I remember holding that razor and going, Do I need to tell somebody I'm about to do this in case I nick this and I just bleed out my scrotum and somebody has to call the ambulance? <laughs> you know, I mean, it is just, it's a big leap over that hump to like this weird pulley sacky thing is just going to be fine when I run this razor across. <laughs> and now I'm just like, and then I've heard there, there have been a few people that I've read about that have made the big mistake of waxing the balls. <laughs> just not that now. There's just nothing about you. Just cannot convince me that you can pull that skin tight enough that that is just not horrifying. Oh goodness! Uh, All right, we might have fallen as far down that rabbit hole as we need to go. Oh, but David, this is it. If his pubes are long enough to floss your teeth, it's time for a trim. And the man did say he had trouble breathing, and it did not seem to be from the cock down his throat. Oh my God. It's just his nose was stuck in a wig. But look, if you if you trim it for your partner and you like a full bush, get a market. So best of both worlds. Okay, fine. Move on. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Again? No, it's me. It's fine. We'll move on. I like, you know, y'all, I ordered the show very carefully today. Put some amusing stuff earlier and save some of the political for later so we didn't hit it too hard up front. But House Republican Representative Chris Stewart has introduced a counter to the Equality Act they are calling the Fairness for All Act. Now, spoiler alert, it's not actually fair for all, which contains large religious exemptions that would allow organizations that discriminate against LGBTQ people to still receive taxpayer dollars. Stewart said, it's hard to love our neighbors 
when we are fighting with them over whose rights are more important. This country can accommodate both civil liberties for LGBT individuals and religious freedom. As long as your religious freedom aren't infringing on my LGBT liberty, we don't have a problem. It would add sexual orientation and gender identity to the list of protected classes in federal civil rights law with major differences, like letting religious schools discriminate, but not by race, color, or origin, just LGBTQ people, and exempts businesses with fewer than 15 employees. You got a small business, be a bigot. Out Representative David Cicilline, though, said it could actually make things worse because the Bostock decision that has been affecting a lot of things could be impacted negatively. Lots of churches support it, obviously, and he thinks it will be taken more seriously if and when the Equality Act fails in the Senate. The problem with this is this Fairness for All Act, now Republicans can hold that up and say, we'd rather do that than support this Equality Act in the Senate. We don't pass that. They'll be like, no, let's do this, which basically is another version of where we are now. Uh, Watch that shit. Yeah. All right. We're in more uh, bigotry news. Uh, Lorraine, Ohio, uh, police chief James McCann uh, tried the dumbest defense when he was investigated following accusations of homophobia, offensive comments and unfair labor practices. The investigation found him defending the Confederate flag in memes on Facebook and a photo of a pride flag caption celebrating equal rights, question mark. I'm still waiting for mine. He would deliberately mispronounce an officer's name. Uh, Galenius uh, is Galenius. And uh, I think it's Galenius, Galenius. And he said Galenius. And he made jokes about him having fairy socks. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's, that's rough. Fairy socks. Then there were text messages of him addressing colleagues as homo. He defended himself. Listen to this bullshit defense. He he argued that homo was it was it was short for homo sapien because you know that is used all the time. Hey homo, I say I'm not a chimpanzee. I'm a homo. The sapien is silent, y'all. Uh, start using that all the time to all your straight friends. Just say hey homo, and then put in parentheses sapien. Uh, McCann said, although I take full responsibility for my actions, mm -hmm, I suspect this complaint is driven more by resistant to recent decisions by uh, LPD management than by any real offense related to my comments, sir. Like, I almost applaud the like gumption to try this excuse. I mean, this is like a fourth grade bully on the playground who's just learned homo sapiens in science class, you know, that was after recess. And he's like, homo, you, he called me a homo. I meant homo sapiens. We're all homos. Like as the, as the defense, it is so stupid and juvenile to say with a literally straight face. Straight. A straight face. Homo, I meant sapiens, sir. I kind of not burst into t- laughter. Don't you just love it though when when people are caught and then they're busted? Uh, it's it's kind of like what happened to Ted Cruz a couple of weeks ago when he went to Cancun. It's just the scrambling makes me just giddy. It really does. Yeah, my kids, my kids were just begging. So we, you know, we we just come on, Daddy, take us through the four seasons. Take us through yeah. the four. Yeah. 
I, it's like you need to run that excuse past the group text before you try it in front of people. You know, like so homo like sapiens, you can't no. Uh-uh. So someone needs to say no, 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 homo. No. Emerson, can I start texting you? Hey, homo. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, you can. You are all welcome to. Hey, homo. <laughs> sure. Leslie Jordan drives down the street in his convertible yelling, hey, sissy. <laughs> um, yeah, someone called me a fag one time in, the, in West Hollywood, and I said, yes. <laughs> You're in the wrong city, I think. There are many of us. Many of us. Uh-huh. And your point is. Swing a cat. You're going to hit one. Uh, like, so, yeah, it's funny. You swing a cat and hit a homo, they both make the same sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one right here on this spot. Oh, Emerson, you could do stand up. I don't, it doesn't even have to be planned out. You just, you're on the fly, man. You're on the fly. But see, that's my problem. I'm a great like second chair. Like I don't want to have to do the part where you like plan the journey. I just want to sit and comment into somebody else's set. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to a, a positive and frustrating thing at the same time. I believe that on the show before we talked about uh, Eddie Manus out of Tennessee. He is a gay Republican. The first one in the Tennessee Assembly House. And he has written a letter to his colleagues urging them not to support current legislation that would ban trans participation in school sports. His letter said, as we strive to represent all of our students, this legislation could very well marginalize a percentage of our kids and have tremendous impact on them both physically and mentally, like the Utah governor we talked about last week. Trust that you will ex I trust that you will extend grace and mercy to the circumstance that none of us may totally understand. And remember that we are here to represent all our kids. That includes those who may be suffering silently, but have the access and right to participate and enjoy the same activities as their classmates. And then he hit a bunch of other points that like, even if you're not doing it for the right reasons of just treating everyone equally, should have mattered. Said it'll be divisive, an issue used against them as Republicans in elections to come, costly legal battles could lead to businesses choosing not to come there like we saw in indiana with the pizza stuff and the threats in georgia and there's not even an incident of this as an issue in their state he also pointed to the high incidence of trans teens attempting suicide as one of his main considerations now despite that letter the bill has moved forward it passed out of committee last night in the tennessee <clears throat> senate but even the lieutenant governor has said his colleagues should move with caution it's interesting how many conservative leaders do seem to hear the human side of this, the impact on the youth of our community, uh, on trans youth, and are aware of that and are clearly struggling with wanting to like do what their party wants and what they feel as human beings is best. And we have to keep urging them to side on the decent human being side of this everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's wonderful that in the state of Tennessee, we have someone that's representing our community that has been elected. That's that's progress, y'all. And Richard Grinnell, that's the kind of Republican and conservative you ought to be talking about rather than trying to convince us that CPAC isn't a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory laden that's of right. That's right. 
Okay, so the one million moms are first of all, they're down to one hundred and two thousand four hundred and seventy-three. They have lost our last story. Yes, they were one hundred and three something last time. Y'all remember those uh, cute little blue clues alphabet songs we told y'all about, where they used pride for P with all the pride flags. Look there, isn't that the sweetest thing ever? Well. The 102,473 moms are mad about it <laughs> two weeks after it aired. They, they, it, it took them a while to get the word. But uh, the, the One Millions Mom director, Monica Cole, said, it is apparent that this network continues to indoctrinate, to indoctrinate children by exposing them to the LGBTQ lifestyle and presenting it as Normal. This pride-laced ABC song makes it clear that Nickelodeon has an LGBTQ agenda that is forcing on really young audiences. You know, I used to be so bothered by the word lifestyle, and now I just always find it amusing because it sounds so like late 1990s as an insult. And I'm like, my LGBTQ lifestyle lately is a lot less indiscriminate sex and a lot more sweatpants on the sofa. Yeah, that's why, you know, I, I, a relative of mine, when I came out and I think my ex-wife is actually in the chat room to, today. And, we, we, you know, I was I was really co-parenting with her at the time. And he was going, your L, your, you know, your gay lifestyle. And I go, you know what? My gay lifestyle is carpools. It's making my kids lunches. It's going to their softball games. It's not as as wicked as uh, as you think. And I would like it to be. <laughs> So. The whole point is, y'all, there is no universal lifestyle. Whether you are getting double fisted at a Berlin club or whether you are in a sweater set trying to decide whether Sprouts or Whole Foods is the better place to get fresh vegetables, everyone is welcome in our community. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, y'all, a million moms, good luck. I'm not like, I just enjoy that their numbers are dropping, dropping like. Wanna, well, you know what happened to me today? I have to tell you really quick. So you I can. went, as I go, you know, and look, and then I noticed three friends of mine were a part of this group, this private group. And so I thought, well, I'm going to check this out. Two were gay guys that must have been spying on them. Uh, but one was like ultra conservative. And I thought, you know what? Unfriend. I just unfriended them done i know but also I, I just need to put a disclaimer y'all don't do that shit don't assume why somebody liked something or why they follow somebody or why they liked some post internet sleuthing thinking you know why someone is somewhere don't assume no that so much lately this person follows this person so that means shut up you don't know i follow a bunch of people just in various places because they're either gay conservatives and i'm curious what gay conservatives are saying or there's someone that's impactful in a certain world and I don't agree with what they think. Don't think you know why somebody is somewhere without asking them. Well, I had to go to, you know, I, I seriously, I did my research. I said, oh, I'm going to, I want to look at their page and see what their agenda is. And I did. And one was, uh, you know, posting things like Biden and Obama are the worst humans that were ever birthed and yeah. shit like that. And I thought, you know, I don't want this person. He, he belongs to the 100, Yes. 2,000 moms. Yeah. Anyway, onward, onward. 
Um, but also, but uh, yeah, there has been a bunch of that. And like, remember, we don't all use the internet the same. If you have a question for somebody, ask them. Don't make an assumption. And in another quick update that's very exciting, Kelly Loeffler is out of the WNBA. She is no longer a co-owner of the Dreams. Surely the players are thrilled that the because remember last year when she complained when the new season was dedicated to Black Lives Matter, then they publicly protested and the players' union called for her to be ousted. Well. The new three-person owner team includes Renee Montgomery that you see right there, a two-time WNBA champion who last played for the dream. This out player turned activist turned owner said, my dream, see what she did there, has come true, breaking barriers for minorities and women by being the first former WNBA player to have both a stake in ownership and a leadership role with the team is an opportunity that I take very seriously. I invite you to join me as the dreams build momentum in Atlanta. I just love that victory for all of them. After all that. Now, did she, I, what I didn't understand about that story is, did she volunteer? Did, yeah, they sold it. They yeah, sold it. She sold yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So I, bet, I think they were encouraged out. Yeah, encouraged to leave. We need you to leave. All right. This is a, you know, someone said recently in the, in the chat room today about our gay bars. And I was really glad that we're having this story because you, there, there, there's a, a movement that to help our, our, our gay bars with so many LGBTQ plus venues fighting for their survival. Gay cities has teamed up with GoFundMe to establish the LGBTQ nightlife relief fund. And so the, all the, the clubs, all they have to do is fill out a form form. You must at least be 51% owned, operated and are controlled by one or more LGBTQ people. Uh, but, uh, and you must be independently owned and they must have their own fundraiser that raises at least $500. Now these funds are going to be paid out, uh, one time, $500 matching grants. So you raise the 500, they're going to give you 500. If you know a struggling LGBTQ bar, 51% owned, gay owned, have them check it out. And if you want to contribute, just go to the GoFundMe. Today it was already over 27,000 when I last checked it, uh, which I think is just fantastic. And 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 if, if it, now if anybody knows a bar that is only 50% owned, please contact me. I'm going to raise a little money and buy the 1% so I can help uh, them raise some money. Uh -huh, that's realistic. Go ahead. <laughs> no, really, this one is, you know, big, big bars and big cities have done big fundraisers. This one's particularly good and useful for small bars, for communities that have one bar that's small, that doesn't do high dollar because they're $500 grants. That's not huge to a New York or LA bar necessarily where their rents are in, extremely expensive but if you have a local bar uh, and they've been doing a fundraiser get this to them because that is where uh, five hundred dollars can count it's in the ticker below i put it in the chat and i am making my contribution today as well for my weekly donation to and, and here's a thought if you have a favorite neighborhood bar get together with some of your buddies raise five hundred dollars with with and, and then present it to them so that they can present it as a fundraiser and it will all everybody can yeah. just if it's for this make sure you do it with the bar the bar has to run the fundraiser oh they have to run the fair yeah, help organize i'm saying yeah. help organize get in there get active that's right all right and then finally just for a little 
fun. Uh, Secretary Mayor Pete, transportation has been biking to work and people around DC saw it. There was a little video going around the interweb. People were shocked. They were amused thinking good for the transportation secretary using an environmentally friendly form of transportation. Others were concerned that as someone in direct line for the presidency that he's very exposed out there. But the best comment was from his husband, Chaston, who said, sure looks like there's room for groceries in that basket. <laughs> hint, hint. on your way home, mayor, secretary, husband of mine. Um, and then of course, because of the internet, a number of people felt like if he's going to be biking to work, he needed to get himself a more ergonomic bag. Y'all stay out of other people's business. When people post something funny, if you don't find it funny, move on. But like nobody wants your random ass opinion about something that has nothing to do with the post. Yeah, you know, yeah, I I I want to say something uh, about that. I I'm, I'm so tired of the the uh, chastising of other people uh, on online. It happened to me the other day where I posted a picture, uh, or, or just my daughter came in uh, from San Francisco, and Matt was here at the house, and we were all very safe. Everything was safe. I mean, y'all know how safe I am with masks and everything. But she's had her vaccine and we were celebrating and we hugged without mask on for the first time in a long time. And someone broke. Well, who is who was filming? Who was filming? Were they safe? Were they six feet away? And I was like, it's none of your fucking business because, yes, they were. But stop. Stop. Don't be the hall monitor. It's not attractive. Well, and also like even in that, cause like, right. Cause it's like the giant groups, the giant parties obviously foul flouting things uh, are one thing. Uh, the, but assuming that you know the details of someone's like in, in personal exactly. interactions with one or two people in their life, it's like, there's so much of the internet. It's like, oh, this, this McDonald's Happy Meal was gross. Throw it in the trash. And someone's like, you know, there's unhoused people everywhere who need food. Yes, y'all. Everything can be about everything, but we everything can't be about everything. Take a deep breath. And well, in that spirit, I'm going to share some of these comical responses. You know John what? I said, Yummy, that ass in any box shorts. And John said, I guess he should know Pete's basket. Uh, wait, wait. And I bet he's intimately familiar with the things in Pete's basket. I hope so. I hope they make time for that in his busy secretary mayor schedule. Yes, yes, yes. What were you going to say? Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I got my, my mind got side wandered, got sidetracked, looped back around. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, if your activism is criticizing other people's activism or life, then you are an asshole. You're not an activist. That's what I was going to say. Right. And also don't let perfect be the enemy. Let, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be better every day. I'm just trying to muddle through, muddle through y'all. Get- All right. <laughs> we have reached the end of our show. Thank you to those who contribute and support us one more time. Thank you, Leanne, uh, for your contribution today. You can send us a tip on Venmo or to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. And now we've got a minute left, Erica. We don't have time to deal with the nonsense from your governor. Wear your masks, stay safe. And if other people are going to be stupid, don't let them make you. As your mother always said, if everybody drove off a bridge, would you drive with them? Yes, absolutely. No, I would not. 
I would not. I would not. That was the best one ever of you reading something else and not really listening to me. And then the sentence catching up to you. It sort of, it was like, it was like those waves, you know? (laughs) I can't make too much fun of you for that because I do it to Blake all the time. He's talking and I suddenly get a text from you and I stop listening. And then I I finish the end of his and like five seconds later I go, yeah. And he's like, you did not hear me at all. <laughs> Joseph, uh, welcome. We haven't seen you here as often. No, oh, I know, I know. Uh, I, Joseph, I want to be, get back. I will get back. I will get back. I promise. I'll get back to your beautiful city. Uh, as jo- all right, this is a perfect ending note. Joel said, "Muddling is a valid approach to life, y'all. We are all muddling through somehow." As Judy Garland once sang forlornly at Christmas. <laughs> y'all have a great evening. On we'll this see you on Friday. Bye bye, y'all.